everyone, this is Carmen. And Christina. And this is Novelas con Cafecito, a podcast where we rewatch the telenovelas of our childhood slash adolescence and talk shit about the episodes as we recap them. We are still talking about Teresa. We are on 97. That's what we're recapping today. Episode 97. Episode 97. And we also have a Cafecito con Chisme segment today, so... Oh, yes. And we're sipping cafecito. At least I am. Oh, you know, I am. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. So we're true to our name because we're actually recording in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jinx. Oh, we just took a sip at the same time. You can't see it. So. <laughs> All right. Also, it is the beginning of spooky season, you know, September. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was debating whether to decorate my office already because I already know my husband's not going to let me decorate the house yet. Oh, the office then. Yeah. Yeah. So. My cubicle it is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all right, let's get into this. So I have a summary. Amadeo, the accountant, betrays Ruben. Teresa gets a little revenge. Hector agrees to leave the past behind for Aurora's sake. Aida deals with the aftermath of Ruben's fraud. And Juana meets Vanessa. (laughs) Oh, man, I could not believe. And boy, does she meet her. (laughs) Yeah, I knew the show was going to come back and, and bite Hector in the butt because how Hernano was like, you need to tell Juana before. And he's like, well, I'll just yes. wait. Like, no, this is. And then last episode when um, Patty was like, oh, we should go surprise him sooner than you're supposed to leave. <laughs> like we knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the episode starts off with Teresa on the phone with Amadeo. As we remember, <laughs> the last episode ended with Teresa advising Amadeo to disclose the fraud to Mayra. And he agreed to do that. But then we leave them and we see Ruben and Genoveva meeting with Fernando. We hadn't seen him in a while. Did not miss it. (laughs) Meeting with him to try to rush the Luna Turquesa condo project. Yeah. Fernando advises against it. He's like, the high cost of doing this faster is going to decrease our return. Profit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Return. Our ROI. (laughs) Return of investment. Oh, I'm sorry. And... In social social work world, ROI is release of information. <laughs> oh, uh, same in healthcare. Also in health, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't even think of that. As soon as he said that, I'm like, release of information. <laughs> <laughs> but, you no. know, they push on it. So Fernando's like, fine, let's get this in writing. And then we see Mariano meeting with Esperanza. They talk about Aida and him basically getting back with Aida. Esperanza is way too forgiving. It's honestly annoying. I don't like it. Yeah. Like, it's okay to hold a grudge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, please hold more grudges. It's it's good for No, it's not good for you. <laughs> in some in some senses, it's better than being, you know, like a pushover or whatever. Oh, for sure. I think there's a balance. There's a middle or balance. There you go. Yeah, balance. like a middle That's ground. What I was looking for that she does not know. Her and Anora. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she tells Mariano that she'd rather see him happy with Aida than moping around about Teresa, which, okay, fair. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. After this, we see Ruben screaming <laughs> about not being able to get in contact with Amadeo. And then Aida walks in. She tells Ruben that she's officially back with Mariano and they're like officially a couple because before this, they were just, I guess, like hooking up or whatever. Just seeing, you know, just whatever. dating. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Ruben talks shit about that, whatever. They argue. Okay, so then we're in party, but only for a little bit, and it's not important. 
we just yeah it's not um teresa and arturo walking around and they kiss whatever who cares so then aida meets with genoveva and they're talking about ruben you know the whole situation with that and she's like i can't even look at him the same and Genoveva just is very dismissive of all of this. And then she's like, oh, but don't fight over money, over the, you know, the divorce. Like, don't even represent your mom. Yeah. Like, you know, let this go. And um, <laughs> like, it should have been suspicious, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. she's pushing too hard about this, you know? It's yeah. weird. Just like with the just whole, like, when she asked about the baby, which happens next. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to um, say. Like, yeah. that should have been also like a, why are you so... Why invested, are you weird about this? Like, like yeah. That should have raised some questions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Genoveva asks Aida about Esperanza's baby. And Aida's like, oh, well, she hasn't lost a baby. Like, you know, they seem to be doing better. And Genoveva's like all weirdly happy. And Aida looks at her all weird, but she doesn't say anything. And then Mayra gets there. And Mayra's like, I know that you're friends with Ruben, but I just ask you one thing don't ever mention to him again or mention him to me again. For nothing, like for no reason at all, ever again. At zero percent. Nada. Nada. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Unjinx me. <laughs> um, and then we leave them. So Esperanza finally agrees to let Hernan help her financially as long as he lets her pay, lets her him back. pay him back. Yeah. Oh, why was that so yeah. hard to say? She opens up about her hesitations with this, you know, arrangement. And she tells him that she the way she got into her relationship with Ruben was because he offered to help her financially with, you know, the family that we no longer see at all. <laughs> Did they they just disappeared? Yeah. So her brother, if we remember early, early on in the novela, was sick. Some unknown illness. <laughs> I didn't remember. Right? I thought. <laughs> I think maybe it was cancer. I don't remember. And so, yeah, Ruben offered to help her financially. And then she agreed to, like, work for him to pay it back. And then whatever, you know, he they ended up getting together and she became dependent on him. Yes. Slowly. Uh, but she acknowledges that Hernan is not a bad person like Ruben. So it's going to be different. Yeah. So then Vanessa gets to the house with Aurora and she brings gifts to her, whatever. She's like, oh, I'm happy to stay here for a few days. And she's like, tell me all about your life and your problems. So Aurora opens up about Mariano and Martin, you know, but she doesn't say names. And then her mom immediately guesses that it's about uh, Mariano. Then Aurora's like, can you tell? Is it that obvious? And yes, it's obvious to everybody. Mm -hmm. So then I think, oh yeah, we're back to Mariano and Esperanza. And she tells Mariano that she's accepting Hernan's help financially. And Mariano tells her that she can go home next week, but she still has to be on bed rest at home. <laughs> but that's good news for Esperanza. She can leave the hospital. Yeah. So then we're back to Aurora and Vanessa. And Aurora tells her about Aida and Mariano being together. And you know how that affects her. But that's, she also sometimes still thinks about Martin. And then she asks Vanessa. And it's like a little, you know, foreshadowing here, I guess. Or foretelling, I can't remember which one it is. Anyway, I don't know the difference either. One is the past and one is the future. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she asked Vanessa, have you ever had to pick between two men? And then Vanessa acts all weird. And she basically, like, is about to evade the question, you know? And then Hector walks in. So, you know. And, I mean, we kind of knew before why she left. Because Hector, when he was getting um, the PI, you know, to try to find her. I think he mentions that she had left him for a man or something like that. 
And and we heard him or Dr. Ledesma, one of them yeah. said it to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, they see each other. They have a classic dramatic face off. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Beautifully yeah. executed. With some great dramatic Inten- music in yes. the background. Intense zoom in. stares. Uh, zoom in on one face. The other pen out to both faces. <laughs> yeah. What more can you ask for? Um, in a dramatic stare Right? Off? Yeah. So then we leave them. And uh, Patti walks in on Juana reading Cumberto's letter. And she's being annoying and nosy. Who cares? Back to Vanessa and Hector. So Vanessa hugs him. And it's the weirdest, most awkward hug ever. Yeah. <laughs> It's uncomfy for sure. Oh, yeah. So uncomfy. <laughs> he tells her that they need to talk. And I was like, please don't argue. And I'm like, what are you fucking five? <laughs> Seriously. Of course, you're going to argue. Too. She yeah. hasn't seen this man. and She abandoned you. Yeah. Like there's going to be strong <laughs> feelings. There, yeah. On. You have to be so naive to think that. they. I just I don't know. It's so annoying. This whole thing. I, I don't think I've been more annoyed with Aurora than with this situation with their parents like yeah yeah uh, really annoying so and the way that vanessa acts kind of reminds me of teresa <laughs> oh my god i wonder if she's like future Teresa. no well, we don't know enough about her <laughs> no and yeah and then plus hector she was is wealthy so yeah. and she left but either way like the, the way yeah. that she acts and holds herself i guess reminds me of uh, teresa. yeah too composed and like yeah calculating say almost Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. calculating yeah Yeah. so then um we leave them and we see aida and mariano um they're walking around the park and they're talking about um aurora and her mom and how weird it is that she came back and and i agree with them (laughs) and how suspicious mariano is yeah of the whole thing so then back to vanessa and hector um she tries to compliment him by telling him this part was funny by telling him he looks almost the same as back then you know when she left and he's like no i'm fatter and older now but also wiser (laughs) and so basically he doesn't trust her and he's only letting her back in the house because of aurora vanessa's like i regret all of it and he's like okay but you could have came back like to visit sooner yeah like at any point you could have visited her and she's like i was afraid you wouldn't let me leave again and i was like okay that's weird that if that's true that's not right it's almost over her answer though because he's like i don't know she says it and he's like oh come on like stop like you know that's not true almost. yeah 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 mm-hmm. so she's like i was tired of your jealousy and he tells her his jealousy was justified because ella se largo con ese tipo <laughs> yeah she left with someone else yeah another man yeah, and then we leave them. So Amadeo meets with Aida and Mayra, um, and he tells them about Ruben's embezzlement slash fraud of like millions and millions. I forgot exactly the amount, but millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't remember either. Four million, two million? I, don't know. I know it's more a than lot. a million. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more than one million. Yeah. Less than five, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. Um, so he tells them, but then we leave them back to Hector and Vanessa, and he tells her that he found out about her affair and vanessa's like see this is how you get we can't even talk so it's like gaslighting she's, she's right? acting like a man yeah yeah she's yeah. acting like ruben see you're all hysterical now <laughs> like that's what she's doing to him mm-hmm. yeah but he has i mean she left him with their child and he has alleged evidence yeah mm-hmm. an investigator and she's still like denying all of it which is what is so weird to me and then she's still She's either denying or evading answering by blaming him 
for his how emotional he is mm-hmm. it's so, weird so she's like this is why we can't talk and it was like duh duh of course i feel like this i've been holding all of this in for years that you've been gone <laughs> like yeah yeah and then she swears she didn't leave for another man and he's like i didn't tell aurora why you left um but if you don't tell her the truth i'm gonna tell her but then he backtracks on this later so then we're back to amadeo mayra and aida mayra is shocked <laughs> at the amount of money that ruben stole She's like, how she did no one her heart? She's like, oh my uh, god! She's like about to have an infarto, like seriously. Yeah, and she's gonna have a heart attack over this. Um, not rightfully so. Yeah, and she's like, how did no one notice? Uh, but he was in charge of everything, you know, like. What? Yeah, he made it on purpose that no one would notice. Yeah, and then Amada was like, well, I noticed. So yeah, um, she's shocked, and Aida's like, he Aida tells Amada, let's pretend we don't know. Like, don't say anything about this. Just go back to Ruben, like. You know, like nothing's going on, and then Pretend she comes. Everything's good. Yeah, and she comes Maida down because Maida's, you know, rightfully hysterical. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "We're gonna teach you to end a lesson, but we need to like keep everything hush hush for now." And I think after this, when all this comes out, is when he goes to jail. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I do remember he goes to jail. They Maida says she's gonna send him to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. So then we leave them. Vanessa tells Hector that she didn't come here to be talked down to in front of her daughter. Mind you, Aurora, they're not in front of Aurora right now. <laughs> and, and he hasn't talked down to her in front of yeah. Aurora. And she's like, and if it's going to be like that, then I'm going to leave. And he's like, no, you're not leaving again. You're staying here for your daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what you came back for, right? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's what he says. And then he's like, why are you back? Like, why are you really back? And she's like, you don't believe that I regret what I did. So it's like non-answers like going around the question this is what guilty people do (laughs) yeah that's why it's so weird to me yeah and maybe we're being cynical maybe maybe she really did come back but it's weird (laughs) i'll feel bad later on if it comes out you know yeah she left for for reasons that are like justified but i don't believe her I don't believe and her neither either. does Hector, and he tells her that. Yeah. He's like, I don't believe anything you say. And she's like, please just leave the past in the past. It's already going to cost me so much to earn Aurora's trust. And so he agrees. He's like, okay, I'm going to leave in the past. I'm not going to tell her anything. But he's like, but don't even try to get close to me because I've remade my life. <laughs> yeah. But she, but of course she ignores that. She ignores that. And I'm like, why are you reaching onto his hand like this right now? Like, did you come here for your daughter or for some weird like way like to get Hector back because you're being weird right now like trying to touch him um complimenting him flirt like yeah time and place yeah on my birthday dinner and <laughs> uh, <laughs> little arm drama again on throwback <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway we see Juana packing for Cuernavaca um uh, is annoying her and then she gives her the horrible advice <laughs> To drop in ahead of time. Go, yeah. To go see surprise Hector before their trip. <sighs> so we know. And obviously you know, we knew that what yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. Then we see Teresa and Arturo. They're um, done strolling about Paris. And Amadeo calls Teresa. And he tells her that he told Mayra and Aida about the fraud. And Teresa's happy to hear. <laughs> She's all hella smiling, hella big as Amadeo's telling her all this. Yeah. Yeah. And so after she hangs up, she has a little monologue for herself. Um, and she um, says that everyone, Aida and everyone who humiliated her, 
por fin ya están pagando. So finally she's getting, you know, payback for everything. Oh, but then she's like, this is only the beginning. <laughs> and it's honestly a little silly to me. Like, this is high school bullying. <laughs> yeah, it like, is. Move but on. you know what? Like, go get therapy. She will not move on. <laughs> yeah, therapy would have helped yeah. her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, then after that, we leave her... Um, Johnny, we have a Johnny and Patty making out scene that doesn't matter. And then oh, we yeah. go back to Teresa. Being all horny. Yeah. Teresa's monologue is interrupted by Arturo. No, no, no. I think they go and come back. I don't know. They're making out. That's what it wrote. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever they're doing doesn't matter. Then we are back to Hector and Dr. Ledesma now. They're in the hospital. Um, they're talking about... Or did they meet up for lunch? No, I think they're... Hector and Dr. Ledesma. Uh huh. I don't know where they're at, but they're talking about the situation uh, about Aurora's mom. Dr. Ledesma tells Hector, like, um, well, first he asks if she's still denying that she left for another man. And he's like, yeah, she she's saying that she didn't. But like, I mean, if they have proof, why is she lying? That's my question. She's a fucking liar. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. And then um, Dr. Ledesma tells um Hector that he should talk to uh Juana before their trip before they leave and he's like no I want to talk to her there and and then he says he's gonna get a hotel and Dr. Ledesma's like nonsense you stay in my place Mm, yeah um but yeah I mean like obviously he's not gonna be in the same roof as this woman Mm -hmm. like I don't understand why Aurora doesn't see that so then we go back to Mariano in the hospital. He's about to leave his office and then uh, Aida walks up and he's like, oh, I was about to go to Aurora to tell her something about their project or something. Right. And then she looks, Aida looks upset. So then he's like, wait, what's wrong? And so then they go back to his office and she says her something about her dad, like letting her down again or something. Yeah. And then Mariano asks if it has anything to do with them as a couple. But Aida's like, no, you have to promise you're not going to say a word to anyone. And he does. And then she tells him that Ruben stole hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds from her mom. And then there's a shocked like music sound. Yeah. And I like, what? And we leave them. Then um, we see Juana excitedly, you know, getting to Hector's house she's waiting in the living room to, and then Vanessa walks up and she's like oh hi who are you and Juana's like oh I'm Juana you know yeah and then this woman introduces herself as Hector's wife they're divorced like, already mind you doctor last name's wife yeah I forget his last name and then the episode ends are you uh, are you sure that's where it ended for me okay well I guess that's the episode but yeah does she not know that they're divorced is that it maybe maybe not i mean she should assume at this point (laughs) why would she introduce herself in this manner yeah it's just ridiculous she knows yeah like like she could have guessed that 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 juana was there for hector and that's why she did it like i think she that this was on purpose because I don't think she's a good person. She's a vindictive bitch. Like, something is wrong with her. I'm like, how can such a nice, amazing, kind soul come from this wretched woman? (laughs) Seriously. (sighs) All right. But yeah, that was 97. We're almost to 100. We're excited. The end is near. Not that I don't love watching Teresa, but it's. But we're ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And all right. So. 
on to Capsito con Chisme. Guess what I'm talking about? Yeah, what do you have? Okay, so lately I've been hearing a bunch of annoying ads about from uh, Wilmer Valderrama. <laughs> oh, okay, same. And every time I heard those ads, I'm like, this man is not an activist. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. How are you an activist? As a family man, an activist, and a, an actor, my schedule is busy. I'm like, a father, and a blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, where are you <laughs> acting, first of all? You haven't been in anything. I don't remember. Second of all, an activist? Uh, where? Bitch, where? Um, yeah. Anyway. And so, he's like problematic, isn't he? Um, yeah. And Which that, is what you're, yeah. <laughs> that annoyed me so much that I was like, fuck this fool. Let me... <laughs> look into him real quick what? even though i mean most of it we knew right or a lot of it you know his inappropriate relationships with teenagers <laughs> right yeah 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 so anyway most of us know wilmer from that 70s show where he played fez i don't really know what he's done since then i did see that he was the dad in encanto i think oh wow i did not recognize his voice yeah i didn't know that until yeah. i was reading about this and people are like what does he even do now still you know yeah, and you know, I just want to say that Fez was my least favorite character on that 70s show. So I think that he was creepy. They made him creepy, you know, and when he wasn't being creepy, he was like the butt of the jokes. <laughs> so, yeah, and he was filling that um, role of the sexualized Latino, yeah. mm -hmm. the lo Latino lover role. The, yeah, yeah yeah latino lover boy um and yeah he was the butt of the joke when he wasn't being gross and mm -hmm. so that's why many many of the reasons i didn't like fez yeah and plus he doesn't mm -hmm. have a name <laughs> fez stands for foreign exchange student yeah yeah so you know mm, not good but yeah let's uh get into his dating history <laughs> okay his problematic dating history Let's do it. So from 2000 to 2002, Wilmer dated Mandy Moore, who was four years younger than him. You know, that age difference, four years, not a huge deal, right? But she was only 16 and he was 20. <laughs> so that's when it's like, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> you're not. Yeah. I don't know. Come on. She's <laughs> she's a teenager. Yeah. Literal teen. You're fucking 20. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's gross. And you know, it's like, it's, it's still different when I think if you would have met in high school, right? And you already yeah, knew each other. But if you're different. already yeah. a 20 year old. And I know like, that like, on. this is constantly like blurred in like, for famous people, because famous teens are not regular teens. They're not like, true in high school. Yeah. And they are in the same spaces as, you That's know, true. adults. But still, as an adult, you should be like, this is a teenager, you know, with limited maturity mm -hmm. limited life experiences which mind you i guess famous people have more than that but still it's not it's not the same it's not yeah it's not a good look yeah so in an interview mandy said that she met wilmer at a photo shoot for some teen magazine when she was 15 and i was like why are you, why do you have a 20 year old at a teen magazine photo shoot anyway like he's not a teen <laughs> yeah i maybe because he was playing a teen at yeah. the, on that 70s show but yeah it's just, but it's just all around not good. So she said that she was pretty innocent, had never French kissed a boy, and he was her first real true boyfriend. And Wilmer later told fellow trash bag, fellow as in for him, uh, Howard mm -hmm. Stern, that, okay, <laughs> that yeah. he was the first person to have sex with Mandy Moore, quote, taking her virginity. 
Like, why are you like, why are you sharing this information? Yeah. Like who cares? First of all, second of all, yeah. you know, it was a lie. Uh, it, <laughs> oh, in 2018, oh, wow. yeah. Mandy denied this telling Howard Stern that it was a lie and that she felt it was uncharacteristic of Wilmer to lie like that because they were friends after they dated. Um, <gasps> wow. So I'm like, why would you want a friend like that? Even more trashy to, to say that. Yeah. 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 So then in 2004, Wilmer dated Lindsay Lohan, who was six years younger than him. He was 24 and she was 18, but 18 when they came out as a couple. So that means like, okay, you came out as a couple. That means you were talking and dating and whatever before, before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely inappropriate. Come on. 17, 23, 18, 24. That's fucking weird. Like, what are you doing yeah. with these fucking teenagers? Mm-hmm. What's that gross ass quote from some movie where they're like oh i love teenagers like i get older and their age stays the same and it's like oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> instant vomit <laughs> yeah i don't even know what movie that's from but i remember it's, all, it's a, like it. a 90s movie or mm-hmm. something yeah i can't remember which one yeah isn't it matthew mcconaughey's character though that says it or no i think so yeah, yeah. So they did it for two months. They got engaged and then they broke up two months after that. And she later revealed that Wilmer was her first and that he was a good guy. But good guys don't date teenagers when they're almost in their mid-20s, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So in 2005, uh, Wilmer dated Ashley Simpson. But this one is like more normal or more not as gross. She was 21 and he was 25. Yeah, that's not that's fine. So that's acceptable, you know? close in age she's not a teenager everyone above 20 (laughs) yeah no one's in their teens no one is a teenager she is three years removed from Mm -hmm. being a two years i guess because 19 is still a teen but whatever so then i think i feel the most problematic relationship most inappropriate from 2010 to 2016 wilmer dated demi lovato who was 12 years younger than him yes Demi was 17 when they met, but the two began publicly dating when she was 18 and he was 30. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. No. And um, this is mostly last New Year's, but I don't keep up with these people. Uh, so um, uh, the topic of Wilmer's like dating pattern of dating teenagers was like a topic last year when Demi released her song 29 um mm. which i hadn't heard because i don't really listen to her music same uh um, did you listen to it for this i did yeah okay um it's like a rock popish song okay yeah so yeah i listened to part of it so i wanted to share some of the lyrics okay here it goes pedal on the vine too young to drink wine just five years a bleeder student and a teacher far from innocent what the fuck's consent numbers told you not to but that didn't stop you um, I think that's how it opens. And then the chorus thought it was a teenage dream, just a fantasy, but it was, but was it yours or was it mine? 1729. Um, and then another part says, I see you're quite the collector. Yeah, you're 12 years her elder. Um, mm. So when this song, when she like teased part of it, you know, people automatically started speculating that it was about Wilmer. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's all there. <laughs> right. Um, and so, um, she was like, she never admitted it was about him, but she's like, I'm very careful about the way I answer these questions because I feel like the song says it all. I don't have to say much to be honest. And yeah, it's very obviously about him because, oh, and then she added that, um, 
turning 29 and put everything into perspective for her. I was going to I was going to say she's turning the age he was when he was pursuing her. And I'm sure when you're 29, you're like, wait, why? What the hell? I was like, like I was a little baby and this was like a grown ass. Can you picture yourself trying to talk to a 17 year old? It's like pulling. It's the worst. Yeah. Like, trying to room. I room these at work room patients all the time that are so young and you're like, what do you even talk about? Mm-hmm. They can, like, oh my God, I can't even know. Yeah. No. And yeah. And I guess it wasn't publicly known like what age they met or started, uh-huh. you know, started a, sort talking of a or whatever. Yeah. Um, until her 2017 documentary. I think it was a YouTube documentary. Simply Complicated, it was called. Um, so here oh. she talks about meeting Wilmer when she was 17. Mm. And and he was 29. He was 29 and she was 17. I'm like, in what world, man? That's mm-hmm. not okay at no. all. Um, so she mentions that she thought Wilmer was attractive, but that he wouldn't date her until she turned 18. So she says that she was like trying to pursue him and that he was like... But like, see... So many younger women, like, you know, women now are older, but when they were yeah. looking back at relationships, always it's like, oh, well, I was the one who was trying mm-hmm. to get with him. But it's like, OK, but there at some point there's some reciprocation. At some point, there's some interest shown in the other party. Well, yeah. And if if you're an adult and a teenager comes to you and thinks they're you're hot and they want to be with you as the adult, it's your job to be like, no you're please young no. i'm older than you like go date people your own age it's it's your your job to to put the the limit never be in the same like don't do things to then encourage this teenager yeah, yeah. And, and it's like the movie juno like that man should have stopped oh, yeah way ahead of time mm-hmm. it's like it's all in that you could see it play out in that movie how it plays out in real yeah. life like mm-hmm. please what do you mean you're the one who you didn't know better the adult should have known better. Exactly. Like, that's why there's an adult and a teenager, you know, like a teenager whose brain hasn't finished developing, you know. So according to Demi, he was like, ew, you're not a teen. Get away from me. And so then, yeah, she says, but OK. In, and in these situations, you don't just wait until, you know, they turn 18 because nothing magically changes. Yeah. You just you just stop talking to the person. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> so so she says. They didn't date right away, but they became close friends. And it's like, why? That's weird. This is grooming. Yeah, Demi said they became close friends. And it's like, there's no reason for a grown man to become friends with a teenager. No. No. So she said that he was there for her through, you know, many situations and breakups. And as she got older, they grew closer and decided to date magically when she was 18. No. Ridiculous. That's not how it works. No. So nowadays... Wilmer is engaged or married, I don't know, to the mother of his daughter, Amanda Pacheco, who is 11 years younger than him. But she was 28 when they met. So whatever. Okay, that's fine. See? That's you know? normal. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Wilmer, for stopping your pattern of <laughs> dating teenagers. Seriously. So, yeah, I mean, at the least, Wilmer's dating patterns are gross. And at the most, which, yes, the most, they're predatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's like an inherent power difference when a 20 30 year old man is dating a teenager (laughs) yep and so to bring this back into teresa and novelas in general this is something we've talked about you know when we when 
uh, what's his name? Johnny started dating or going after pursuing Fati, you know, and she was a literal teenager in high school, locked up in her room because her grandpa was trying to avoid this relationship or stop this relationship from happening. Yeah. And and then, like you said earlier, it's common, too, for women once they're older, wiser, uh, you know, mature to look back mm-hmm. at these relationships and realize that they were preyed upon, and that they were groomed and abused. Yeah, often reaching the age of the the guy, the man yeah. that they had began dating when they were, you know, 17, 16, 15 um, and yeah, and so almost like until they reach that age, and they're like, "Wait a minute!" Because they're like, like, "I would never date a teenager." Like, why? Yeah, <laughs> did they date yeah. me? And it's because, well, for a lot of reasons. And so yeah, I did uh, read an article about this just to like mm, deepen our conversation a little more. Oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> I was trying to find like the word for it <laughs> um, because you know, chisme is chisme, but also it's more than that. <laughs> wise words carmen thank you (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah it goes without saying obviously it's inappropriate and predatory to date minors yeah even if it's legally okay and that's why we titled that episode (laughs) about johnny uh where you know he escapes with fatty oh yeah Um, what was was the title of that it was like legally okay morally questionable or something like that oh that's right um, yeah so you know this is more of a man thing than a woman thing it really is it always is you know so um in her medium article kate and i don't know how to pronounce this last name i'm so sorry it's both j-g-i-n gin i guess mm. wow that would be my guess yeah, yeah. so she writes about the reasons men because she, this is a topic she has written a, a lot about in the past so she wrote oh. another article um about the reasons men have provided for dating teens um so like you said katie Jin, yeah j-g-i-n kate kate yeah i just want to look it up oh she's a social scientist okay sorry go on so no worries yeah so she uh wrote an article about like all the comments have that men have left on her articles about the same topic like justifying you know their predatory behavior essentially so just you know for to go over some of these reasons um they say younger women appear to be more reasonable understanding and more fun loving (laughs) Hmm. um men date younger women because they're fun and because they're not carrying years and years of baggage and resentment towards men Mm -hmm. um wow wow (laughs) it's because women's expectations of men grow with their age Younger women could be a lot more mature for their age, and it's easier for teenage girls to bear children. Um, another reason, of course, men prefer younger women. It's biologically hardwired. And of course, none of this is true. So, in yeah, other I words, was like, <laughs> <laughs> these are their younger excuses. Women, yeah. Yeah, their excuses. And these excuses basically boil down to younger women don't expect much from them because they don't know any better and they're they easier know, to yeah. manipulate. <laughs> Exactly. Which is predatory. <laughs> um, yeah. And also, just, I don't think we need to prove this to anybody that is our listeners, because I feel like our listeners are reasonable people. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, reasonable people, yes. Um, but we should note that it's a lie that it's easier for teenage girls to bear children. Yeah. Complications during pregnancy and childbirth are the leading cause of death for 15 to 19 year olds 
worldwide. Wow. Um, wow. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, right, this is a much bigger issue than Wilmer Valderrama. He's a microcosm of the patriarchal society that we all live in. And, yes. you know, this is the same patriarchal society that produces predators like Epstein or Kelly, violent abusers like Johnny Depp, Chris Brown. And from the slap that was heard across the world, Eduardo Yanez. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a society that objectifies and devalues women and children. And this is reflected in the novelas that we watch and all the media that we consume as well. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's why I like to bring in like these kind of things for Capsito con Chisme, because it's like, yes, we're watching and, you know, recapping novelas, but we're also talking shit about them and talking shit about all the things that are the wrong. ideologies that yeah 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 so the many that is represented yeah. in these i guess is what i was trying mm-hmm. to say yeah and so um just one more thing from the article oh yeah katie wrote how this practice of men dating teens has been shown to decrease as gender equality increases and one oh. study that she quotes mm-hmm One study that she quotes in her article found that as gender equality increases in a given country, men tend to express less preference for younger women. Um, So, yeah, you know. So, and I was going to say, in the end, feminism is the answer to everything. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was today's episode. Unless you have something else to Thank add. You. Oh, I guess we should add really quick that uh, we are mm-hmm. back to weekly episodes, our regular programming. Oh, I thought we said that last episode. Did we not? Mm. No, I think we said it after recording. Oh. I don't remember if we said it or not. But you know what? We can repeat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't remember if I said that I did pass my exam, which is why we were back to weekly episodes. Yes, that is why we're back to weekly episodes. I don't think you said it on here. I think you said it on a Spooky Tales. I think that so, you pass your exam. Pointless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that was today's episode then. Unless you have something else to add. Uh, I do not know. Um, it's nice to be back to weekly episodes. It'll be fun talking about yeah. novelas more, more often with you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, hopefully everyone had a good summer. I guess summer's over. By the time this it's one comes out, it's going to be now. like way into spooky season because we have another two already recorded don't we yeah we do (laughs) yeah so (laughs) forget it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we're we're good to go yeah thanks everyone for listening and remember entre ser o no ser tu eres bye bye